Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. WestJet and Alpa, the union representing WestJet and Swoop pilots, reached a tentative agreement on our second collective bargaining contract. So I think it was at 12.30 a.m. Toronto time, Eastern time, uh, we came up with a deal with the, with the company that I think will work really well for our pilots going forward for the next four years. It's a four-year contract, and uh, I think it'll serve us really well. Well, they're on the same page. That was the CEO of WestJet uh, and also the chair of the Airline Pilots Association's WestJet Master Executive Council. Talking about the deal they reached very much at the last minute, almost literally, but went right down to the wire. Uh, So there will not be a strike or a lockout of WestJet pilots. They've got a four-year deal, uh, one that was reached in the, you know, the wee hours of the morning. Now, you know, they still need to finalize everything. But uh, pilots remain on the job. The challenge today, and I would imagine going into the weekend now, is to get everything back to the full uh, full resumption of operations. Because yesterday, WestJet grounded the bulk of its fleet in anticipation that there would be some job action today. So that left a lot of people stranded. A lot of people unable to get where they were supposed to go. And so it is going to be a little bit chaotic today as they try to sort all of that out. Uh, Joining us to talk more about uh, the fact that a deal was reached here, how it got this far, and uh, what it portends for WestJet and uh, the rest of the industry. Very pleased to welcome uh, to the program here this morning, Duncan Dia, former chief operating officer at Air Canada, someone who closely follows the industry. Duncan, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rob. Were you at all surprised? Did you still think that there was a possibility that they could get something done before this morning's deadline? I wasn't totally surprised because let's remember that the last uh, nationwide pilot strike we saw in Canada was in 1998, uh, so over 20 years ago. And so these things are very rare occurrences, not because they don't want to go on strike, but because strikes are just so painful, not just for the traveling public and not just for the airlines, but also for the pilots themselves. And so I wasn't totally surprised that at the end of the day, they were able to pull a rabbit out of the hat. It was very late um, last, uh, actually, or very early this morning. Yeah. Uh, and so they were able to uh, get it done. Now, that does not help the folks who are traveling on the 107 WestJet canceled flights today, on top of the 111 WestJet canceled flights yesterday. But, uh, you know, it bodes well for the coming weeks and the lead up to the summer peak. Right. So how long is it going to take, do you think, for WestJet to get everything back to 100 percent? Look, my, uh, from my experience and looking at what's happened at other airlines that have had to uh, ground their fleet, WestJet grounded about one third of their fleet over the last uh, t- two days. So yesterday and today. And my anticipation is they will be up to 100% by probably Tuesday, no later than Wednesday. And a lot of that has to do with just positioning of crews and aircraft and making sure that they're able to get those uh, 
elements of their operation back on track. Yeah, it's because it's 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 a lot easier to ground the fleet than it is. Like that can be done pretty quickly. This side of it takes takes a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, think of it like a giant jigsaw puzzle that was perfectly put together. And then, uh, you know, because of the threat of the strike, they had to rip pieces of the jigsaw puzzle apart. And they were one-third of the way of ripping it apart, and all of the, those pieces were scattered all over the table. And now they've got to find the right pieces to fit those uh, spots in the jigsaw puzzle to get it back together again. And so that's like the flight from... Um, Calgary to San Francisco that was canceled. Well, that means that there won't be a flight, a plane in San Francisco to bring uh, travelers back to Calgary. So they've got to get all of those elements back on track, aircraft back in position, crews back in position, and they should be able to get that done by, I I would guess, no later than Tuesday or Wednesday. And I know some people wondering, well, you know, if there's still a possibility of a deal, why start canceling these flights? But did did they really have any other choice? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, You know, when you don't have a choice, when you don't do what really is called a controlled um, shutdown of your airline, you end up like what happened with Southwest Airlines back in Christmas, where they had to shut down uh, their uh, network because of weather. That took over three weeks to get things back on track because they had aircraft scattered all over the country, crews that were scattered all over the country, and getting all of those elements back into place was like putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. You know, it's not something that can be done very easily. Well, no kidding. I mean, this could have been a lot worse, obviously, for WestJet than the disruption that a strike would have caused. You still got some people whose travel been disrupted, some people who are going to be frustrated, maybe a, a hit to the brand a little bit here. But uh, all in all, this is uh, a much different situation than we, we otherwise would have had here. Absolutely. I mean, we can all breathe a huge sigh of relief. Uh, yes, um, over the last couple of days, unfortunately, probably upwards of 30,000 customers would have been impacted by delays and cancellations as a result of what WestJet had to do. But at the end of the day, they carry 68,000 travelers every single day. And if you could imagine their uh, a route network shut down. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Affecting 68,000 travelers every single day, you know, that quickly exponentially grows as the days go on. So I think we dodged a bullet. Kudos to both WestJet and the Pilots Union for getting this deal done. If we address some of the larger issues here, I mean, you know, the, the fact that, you know, there's there's real demand for pilots, not just between Air Canada and WestJet, but from other airlines, even from other countries. 
And I know part of, you know, the airline industry getting back to normal and having trouble meeting the demand uh, that, that was there and returned very quickly was the availability of pilots. So, look, the union seems happy with what's on the table here that maybe it gives WestJet some labor peace. But in terms of keeping pilots, recruiting pilots, where, where does it leave not just WestJet, but the industry in Canada, do you think? Well, that's an excellent question, Rob. And, you know, where does it leave WestJet and Air Canada is very different than where it leaves the smaller airlines. If you go to any flight school in the country and you speak to the uh, student pilots that are hoping to uh, become commercial pilots and land a job, every single one of them, if you ask them where they would like to work one day, they will answer WestJet or Air Canada. There's just no doubt in my mind that that would be the answer you would get from Almost all of them, maybe not 100%, but in the high 90% range of those student pilots. Now, what does that mean? That means that the shortages that we're seeing in Canada aren't really impacting the WestJets or the Air Canadas. They're impacting the smaller carriers, the regional operators, the folks that um, serve the small communities. That's, that's a good thing for WestJet and Air Canada. That's a bad thing for the smaller carriers that are that are now going to have to up their game even more to catch up to what's happening at WestJet. And, you know, next year, Air Canada will have their own pilot contract reopening right. and uh, will likely see something similar. Yeah, they've had some labor peace. I think it was a 10-year deal they, they reached back in 2014. So they, they've avoided a lot of these issues. But I don't know, where, where do you see Air Canada's situation? Does this, this deal at WestJet, is that going to have some impact, do you think? Well, it's not only uh, going to have an impact, but the very interesting thing is Air Canada, Air Canada pilots actually um, this week merged their union with the exact same union that represents the pilots at WestJet. And so they now have, I think, a very good understanding of what's possible in terms of deals. This is the exact same pilot union that signed a deal at Delta Airlines without a strike. They're also in negotiations with United Airlines in the United States. And so I think that given their experience getting to deals without strikes, you know, we, we could probably hope that uh, things will go smoothly at Air Canada, even if we get to the point like we did with WestJet, where they give a 72-hour notice for a strike. So, I mean, I'm relatively optimistic. I think that there's a general recognition that pilots deserve um, a solid contract. WestJet pilots are now the best-paid narrow-body pilots in Canada, and I'm sure that Air Canada pilots are going to be looking for their enhancements over the next 12 months. So I don't know whether this you know addresses the, the broader question of how the summer travel season is going to go, but I don't know. How, how are you feeling heading into the summer months here? Is, is the industry uh, you know, and, and all related components, are, are we ready to, to handle this year's demand? Um, look, if I want to be perfectly honest with you, I have been watching this extremely closely um, for the last few years, and I am somewhat worried given what happened in February and March and a little bit of April so far, mm-hmm. where the uh, Canadian airports have generally underperformed their U.S. peers. So if you take a look at a Seattle to uh uh, Vancouver or a Calgary to Denver or a uh, Toronto to Chicago or Detroit, Canadian airports have generally fared much more poorly versus their U.S. counterparts given similar uh, weather patterns, 
similar traffic patterns. You know, in the U.S., they're looking at one and a half to two flights for every 10 that were delayed most of those months. In Canada, we were looking at three and a half to four flights delayed for those very same months comparing airport to airport. Calgary is actually one of the better airports in the country. So, you know, we, we, we need to uh, keep that in mind. Edmonton is actually not too bad either. But when you look at the three largest hubs in the country, Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto, they've got a lot of work to do to make sure that they don't repeat what they did last summer, which was top the world charts in terms of delays and cancellations. Yeah, no kidding. We'll see how it all goes. Duncan, we'll leave it there. Appreciate the insight on all this stuff. Thanks so much for joining us here this morning.